Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is Thursday. September 22nd. I am still at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. I'm sitting in my Westin uh, hotel room. It is currently 8.30 in the morning. I am sorry uh, that I was not up early, but I think most of you guys listen to this podcast in the afternoon, so uh, hopefully you'll excuse it. I needed some sleep. I got back late from work last night, Uh, and I do have a podcast recommendation. I think I told you guys um, I was working on a podcast with a friend uh, and his name's Rick, uh, Richard Barrett, and you can Google him. You can look at him on, uh, on, uh, you know, YouTube Vice News. I know interviews him all the time. He's on Fox News. He's on CNN. He's on, uh, MSNBC. He's a friend. He was part of the, uh, uh, 2020 election, uh, down in Georgia. And he's got a new, uh, podcast. You can Google it. Richard Barron, Election Insider, and he posted his first one yesterday. Um, Let me know. First off, if you listen to it, let me know what you think about it. Um, He's got a poll up on uh, Anchor or Spotify that you can take as to what he should talk about. Um, One of the things he and I talked about was, uh, and and I know just knowing him personally, um, how horrible uh, people are to him. And he was doing nothing but trying to do his duty as an American citizen in um, protecting elections. And uh, anybody that says anything different about what he did uh, is completely wrong, off touch and out of base. Um, They can't point to anything he did wrong with that election, uh, no matter which side you're on. Uh, And and again, you guys know I'm a centrist. Um, He takes on the Democrats just as much as he takes on the Republicans. So I think it's an interesting podcast. I hope you'll subscribe. I hope you'll listen. Uh, I hope you guys will give me your feedback on that. Rick really, really wants to make this a a great podcast, an interactive podcast with his audience. Um, so uh, I'm just kind of helping him out get started since uh, uh, I have a fairly successful podcast. Uh, mine is based on stocks, and I do talk about politics because politics affects stocks. So. If you're interested, again, Google it. uh, Look on Spotify, Richard Barron, Election Insider. I was able to find it through Spotify very easily. I was not able to find it on Apple Podcasts very easily. So um, if you need a link to it on Apple Podcasts, let me know. Hit me up on uh, my Twitter or my Instagram, and I'll send it over to you on the Apple Podcast. But um, it should – again, we dropped the first episode um, yesterday. Uh, And I I know you guys listened to this before. If you're interested in starting a podcast, this is why Anchor pays me to put that at the beginning of my podcast is because um, you can do it, too, if you find a passion and stuff. So what did Jerome Powell do to the markets yesterday? Um, I looked when he was making his speech and the market was up and then slowly it began to fade away, I guess is the best 
best description of it. Um, let's take a look at the SPY and I'm going to go into our strategy tester so we can see it. Um, and we'll run it against uh, what I'm looking at is uh, DRV right now. And, and, and I'll look at DRV before I go to SPY. DRV, so you guys know, is a short, uh, a triple levered short of the real estate market. And I brought this up and I told everybody, hey, there's a gap down here between 42 and 41. Uh, but we triggered at 47, 46, 47. You're now at 58. So if you took that trade, and I know several of you did take that trade, kudos to you guys. Um, personally, I did not take the trade. I should have taken the trade. I get scared off with the RSI that high. Um, kudos to you guys who did take the trade because you're making some money. Um, you can see this is just, it's got all of the confirmation still. The RSI is up at 75. You can see it down here. I hope you can see it down here. Um, it's at 75. You can see the trigger right there. Buy entry 47. Uh, if you're not in this one, even though it's got confirmation, I would probably not get into this one. Uh, but again, to everybody that did take that trade, kudos, fantastic. Now, here's the SPY, uh, and this is on the algorithm, so it's a four-hour chart. Um, and you can clearly see uh, that it had an exit here at September 15th. You've got some small gaps here um, above where it's trading today. You're all the way down here at 374. Uh, there are key support levels at 3650. If you hit 365 on this SPY, uh, we will probably go to a 35, uh, 350 handle, which means 351 through 59, 359. Uh, doesn't mean that we're going to 350. Uh, my personal recommendation is if we get that low on the S&P, add to your long-term portfolio. Don't add in one big bulk. Start adding. You should probably be adding right now. It's psychologically hard to add when you're in this downturn. But there is nothing that the that has changed. 75 basis points was in there. What's not in there is when Powell said we may have to go to, I think it was um, 4.65 to 4.7% on the base rate. Uh, I think the market had 4.2%. And I think that's what pushed the market down. So I am being patient in this market. I haven't sold anything. I haven't bought anything. Uh, I am not day trading because I'm working, but if I had money on the sidelines, and again, I'm about 80% uh, invested, uh, I do have to put some money in my HSA and my IRA. I have to start buying on those. I will probably start buying conservative things, and what I talk about conservative, I talk about VOO, uh, which is a uh, S&P 500 Vanguard index. Um, I will probably put some money into Google at these levels. Uh, Microsoft is an unbelievable buy right now in my mind. Um, uh, let's take a look at the Microsoft chart. Microsoft has fallen so far, so fast. And today it's slightly up by 0.34% at the current rate. But you can clearly see we are still in a very negative trend on Microsoft. Their earnings are coming up later in October, October 25th. There's no catalyst between now and then. 
if the market is to come down, this will come down with it. Tech has just taken it on the chin. There are gaps above here. Uh, I have half a million dollars in Microsoft. I have a lot of money in Microsoft. Um, not as much as I have in Apple. Uh, not as much. I think Microsoft might be my second holding since Amazon has fallen so much. But Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, and Google, those are the four that I probably use their products the most. Amazon is probably one where I use it less now. And so I'm less likely to add to Amazon, but Microsoft with Microsoft Teams, um, with Xbox, uh, with Microsoft, uh, you know, uh, Word, Excel, things of that sort. Um, they've got business, basically, uh, and the cloud business. I mean, I, I was just talking with a friend yesterday um, about using uh, Microsoft Cloud for all of their uh, real estate signatures and things of that sort. It's a great, great uh, tool. So what I would like you to do is if you're not in a long-term portfolio or in you're younger, start adding to some of those names. I do believe in tech in particular, um, and that is my personal, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of analysts that don't believe the tech will lead in the new one. Uh, energy is something that between now and the end of the year, I'm a believer in. Uh, just so you're aware, I did do scans, and the scans are few and far between. When you've got a downturn market, there's not a lot of MACD cross-ups. Remember, my algorithm works on cross-ups, and when I scan for stocks that are good, um, that's where it's hard to find. Now, J&J, &J, it got you out yesterday with a – or I'm sorry, today with a 1.58% uh, 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 loss. I – this is the only MACD cross-up that I could find in any of my uh, searches. Now, I do searches based on, um, uh, you know, it, it, see that little dip of that blue line? Hopefully, you can see it. The MACD crossed down on this candle and then crosses right back up. So if you're in J&J, &J, there's no reason to get out. I don't think that this is going to rally when we look at J&J. &J, in Finviz, um, we can uh, look at some of their uh, fundamentals. Their PE is 23. Right now, they are 11% off their 52-week high. They're 6% above their 52-week low. This trades in a crazy, crazy tight range. You're getting a 2.77% dividend. Your performance year-to-date is minus 4.5%. Go to Finviz.com. I know on... Uh, on uh, the YouTube, you can't really see the whole thing. Uh, I'd have to bring it over a little bit, I think. Well, I can't really even bring it over a little bit. Uh, but you can't see the whole thing on, on Finviz, uh, on, on YouTube. But there's a clear channel create, being created here between 180 and 160. And you're at 166. Don't try and time it. You may go into the 150s on a handle if we really pull back to, to the March lows. March 2020 lows, which I don't think is in the cards, but it's a clear downward trending uh, stock. I, I think you buy it here in the hopes that it goes to 180 in the, in the, uh, at, at some point in time, but I couldn't find anything. Uh, let's look at some of the, and I'm going to sneeze here in a little bit, so my apologies to the audience. I'm not going to hit uh, pause, but Qualcomm, uh, 
Oh, God, I got to sneeze. <laughs> I hope everybody's enjoying uh, the fact that I have to sneeze. Qualcomm is one that uh, we had a buy-in here. Let me pull this forward a little bit and shrink this down. 123 was the buy-in. You're still in on this, but it's below trading below that range. Um, it's at 123.40. I think it touched 122. I think you're going to see start of, some of these starks, stocks really start to pick back up. See how it's kind of creating. We talk about the button hook at the top of uh, a lot of these trades. There's also button hook at the bottom. You can see kind of how it button hooks down here. Uh, that's how my algorithm works. It tries to find that button hook on the bottom. And it tries to find the button hook on the top. It never it works out perfectly, but Qualcomm, in my mind, is putting in that button hook, and it's going to turn back up at some point in time. Uh, I like this one. Um, let's look at some of yesterday's plays. Pepsi. Um, I think we wound up down on Pepsi yesterday, PEP. Um, you can clearly see that button hook here. Uh, it doesn't get you in at the perfect time. But that, that button hook right there, it gets you in right after the button hook. Uh, the algorithm can't time things perfectly because if it were to try and time things perfectly, it would probably get you into too many trades and out too quickly. Um, and it just wouldn't work. Again, back testing on this one, you make 5% um, with a the algorithm. It's 30% if you buy and hold. And the 30% buy and hold, Pepsi is one that I would say buy and hold. We talked about Uber yesterday. Uber is one that, that I like at these levels. Uh, it's got that button hook down at the bottom as well. Um, we're waiting for TrendSpider to kind of uh, pull this one up. But it's got that button hook. It, it got you out of this one. It will probably get you out today. Trade it if it, it's below 30. So I like it at these levels. At 29, I like Uber. Uh, the 200-day on the four-hour chart is trading right about 25. So I think if it goes anywhere between 26 and 28, I think you start adding to this one pretty pretty heavily. Um, the RSI is down to 37. Uh, I might even put the, the over-under at 30 on this one where you buy. Uh, I like it. Now, uh, Hood is an interesting one, Robin Hood. I'm not a fan. We brought up Charles Schwab yesterday. I'd rather see you in Charles Schwab. But this Hood one is interesting because it's a, it's a tradable stock. Um, it just got you out here on September 21st with a 5% gain. Um, there is a uh, MACD cross down, um, clearly down here. And uh, you do have um, an RSI at 45. I think it's up pretty well today. Oh, it seems to have crashed back down under 10. Um, 10 seems to be the 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 uh, up and down on this one. So, um, sorry, I just had to pause it. I had to put a do not disturb on the door and YouTube got to see that live. But uh, Robinhood is interesting because I do think anywhere below 10, you can buy above 10, you absolutely start to sell right away. Um, Remember that you should trade UPRO, which is a bull, SPXL, which is a bull, TQQQ, which is a bull, and then I've got three bears for you. SPXU is a bear, SQQQ is a bear, 
and SARK is a bear. So let's pull up UPRO and let's look at the four hour charts on these. These are levered ETFs. Uh, UPRO in specific is levered to the S&P 500. You can see that the, this got you out. It hasn't gotten you back in. This is a bull, but you can see clearly this one's oversold at 30 on the RSI down here. The MACD has not crossed up. It has not created that button hook. So I don't know that we're done going down. Let's look at the opposite of bear on the S&P, SPXU. Um, and when we pull this up in tr TrendSpider, you can clearly, clearly see that this is in the middle of a run. Uh, it looks like 1818 was the buy-in and you're still at 1957. So have you made your 10%, $1.80? You're, you're close. You're close to your 10% run on this one. Um, but the RSI, the RSI has been up. It was at 63, and right now it's at 69. So it's been in that range the entire time it's gone up. Um, TQQQ, we can look at TQQQ, which matches the NASDAQ. And the NASDAQ has been the most volatile of the indexes. TQQQ is triple levered to the NASDAQ. And clearly, you can see this in a downward trend. It hasn't created that button hook yet. It started to yesterday with that candle, but we lost all of that today on this candle. That, that is even further down. Now, the RSI is at 30. At some point, this starts to pick up again, and it becomes interesting. On the inverse, you can see SQQQ which is an interesting one because, ugh, let's put, uh, I typed in four Qs instead of three. But this one, you can see SQQ is going to have a run. And we're probably in the midst of that one, and it hasn't gotten you out. So it got you in at 49.87 on September 16th. You're at 53. So you've come close to your 10%. Uh, you're not quite there. Uh, but you're almost there. Again, almost a 10% run. SARK, which is an inverse ETF to the ARKK, which is Kathy Wood's main ARK fund. This one uh, had a buy-in at 56.20. Hasn't gotten you out, and you're, you're probably at about not eight. 7 8% at $60.25. So this isn't levered. This is just a clear, uh, you know, ARKK goes down, SARK goes up. So, I, I again, you've got opportunities to trade in this market. Uh, but I would say as we start to go down, you add to your, your medium to long-term stocks. And those are stocks that A, are making money, B, have good management, C, have a good track record, um, and and D, and probably most importantly, uh, products or services that you or the business that you're in uses. It's the best advice I can give you. Um, Costco earnings are after the bell today. Uh, we have a downward trending stock in Costco. Uh, into earnings, it hasn't gone up. Uh, you are below 500 on Costco. Um the, and this is mainly because uh, the consumer is just going to get weaker and they assume that they will start cutting back 
and membership programs is part of what they're going to come back with. So the question is, is Costco hurting in their membership? If they're not, this stock most likely is going back to 500. Uh, if they are, and they announce that they, they, they're not keeping pace with membership uh, growth levels, you're going to see this stock just continue to tank. It has not had a MACD cross up. It has not had one of those bottom button hooks. Um, I think at 480, I think you're good in getting into this one. Let me look at the some of the uh, fundamentals on Finviz. 38 uh, is the PE. Remember, uh, the S&P trades at 17. So for this one to have a PE of 38, it better keep up with the growth. And that growth has to remain. You can see earnings per share this year, 25, 25%. That's a, that's a really big growth number. Earnings per share next year is expected to be 10%. So the price of the stock already indicates that there's going to be a slowdown in the membership fees because that's what we are. Um, earnings per share next five years, 13%. So it's assuming that there's a short-term downturn. Uh, in the the memberships, um, but a long-term increase in in the memberships. But earnings per share this year, 25%. That's what's priced in. If they're going to bring down their earnings, you're going to see this stock start to fall significantly. You can see on the chart, by the way, on Finviz, when you look at Finviz, there's an ascending triangle that is broken. It's already broken that, that triangle, and that triangle is at 540. I would not be surprised if these guys report a tremendous, tremendous quarter that this jumps back to 540. That would be where I would I would say it would go. Um, but you're taking again, you're taking a chance. It's six percent below its 20 day SMA. Um, it's eight percent below its SMA 50 day. You had this when we put go back to the chart. If we were to pull this to a daily there, uh, you guys hear me talk about it all the time a uh, death cross where the 50-day crosses the 200-day. Actually, ironically, it just had the golden cross. Um, it hasn't had the death cross, so it had the golden cross, and it just continued down. Um, I might put some money into this. At 486, let me look at some of the volume uh, shelf levels because there is a clear volume shelf here at about 460. And the question is, is that 460? Um, and I don't know if you can still see it, but let's. Uh, this is probably where is that volume shelf? Um, this is part of the issue. There it is. Okay. So we're going to pull this all the way over. And again, my little 13 inch monitor here on my MacBook Pro. It is a little difficult. I'm going to pull this over to December. There it is. And January 2022. We're going to look at this year. because this, The stock is down year to date, um, which it should be. It's not setting any records. Um, 486. Um, yeah, the RSI. Look at that RSI at 30. God, you've got an opportunity to get it to Costco. Um, yeah, some of the Finviz articles. Um, yeah, read the Finviz articles before you invest in this. 
Uh, I would say July, you know, the, the price target of 525 to 579. I think that that may remain, but read some of the FinViz articles. It looks like they're talking about a downturn. It may still surprise. Um, let me see if there's anything that I need. Oh, the inverse Bitcoin ETF, B-I-T-I. Um, that is an inverse Bitcoin ETF. Um, it shorts Bitcoin, and I don't think it has enough candles to create a lot of – it doesn't. It did have an entry at 38.76, which is back to kind of where you're trading. You're trading at 39.44. Um, the algorithm makes you – loses you 12%. Buying and holding just makes you 0.58%. This is a trading tool. This is not something that you, you invest in long term. Um, but I know I promised to do a short one on this one. One other one that I brought up forward, I saw this one in the 13 level. Uh, yeah, it's even it's below 13. Um, let me pull this so you can see. We don't have the MACD cross up clearly on this. But it is significantly oversold. The RSI is at 28. That's low. But you have no upturn in that MACD. That blue line that I'm pointing to on YouTube right now, you have no upturn. That strike line is clearly going down. At some point, this becomes interesting because it's so oversold. Right now, I don't think it's interesting at all. There's nothing here. Look at those volume shelves. The, the next volume shelf is at 11.55. So my belief is 11.55 is probably uh, a, a shelf where where we'll see this this stock go to. So I think that's it. Uh, I've recorded for about 20 minutes. I don't have much to say. Be patient. I think that's the best advice I can give you. So I'll be on YouTube for a little bit. Uh, if you're there, say hi. Hit the thumbs up. Uh, and let me know if you have any stocks that you want me to look at. But again, be patient. I think we've got more downturn coming. Even if you see a big day up, I think you're st you've still got some downturn coming. Okay, take care.